Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, I don't know if you've ever had anything embarrassing happen to you, but I seem to have a lot of things that are embarrassing happen to me over the years. <laughs> and uh, some of them, I don't know, you know, they're a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I'll share that or not share that. But uh, I've entitled this message, It Is, But It Isn't. And there's a lot to the Christmas story that is complex or complicated, and we're going to read in a moment uh, part of the Christmas story. Uh, but then there's a simplicity to the whole thing. It is, but it isn't. Sometimes things that we do seem to be what they're not. I don't know if you've ever been caught in that, but I remember <laughs> when I was going to Bible college, we had 1,700 students uh, on our, uh, at campus and, and enrolled in the school. And, um, and every single toilet block on the whole campus, it was like the women's toilets are on the left, the men's toilets on the right, except for the recreation center. And for some reason, they had it the other way around. And they didn't really have the symbols uh, like they do now for which one's which. And I don't know why. But anyway, uh, I went into what I found out later was the women's toilets. And I walked in there. And I, I remember this distinct feeling, thinking, Where's, where do you stand? Men's things usually are, you know, you stand up kind of a thing. I thought, oh, well. So I went in and shut the cubicle. And then uh, I'm not in there that long. And then I hear the distinct sound of high heels and the chatter of women talking. And I'm thinking, what are these women doing in the men's toilet? I think, this is unusual. And then more uh, high heels and more women chatter. And pretty soon, you know, there's women in the cubicle next to me. And I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. And then my thoughts were, what am I going to do? Uh, because, you know, they're waiting in line patiently for me to, you know, do my thing. And, but they didn't know it was a man in there. So I thought, and then they're going, is somebody in this one? And they're kind of pulling on the door. And so... I put my feet up. I thought, they're going to see my pants down, and there's a man in there. And I thought, so I put my feet up. And, and, um, and then I'm thinking, well, I've got a few choices here. I can, uh, I can run out just as fast as I can and hide my, you know what? This is a Bible college, you know what I mean? Like in Tulsa, it's like the Bible belt. It's like, a man in the women's toilet, like not supposed to be there. This is getting complicated. So. And I thought to myself, or I could just come clean. I could just tell him from this side of the door, I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm not weird or whatever. I, I, please let me out of here. Or I can wait it out and be late for class. And they were really pedantic about being late for class. The bell rang, you had to be in your seat. So I thought, I'm just going to wait it out. And I did. But man, was it, I was sweating. I was just absolutely soaking wet with sweat, thinking about this as the end of my life. This is complicated. It's, it's simple, but it's not simple. And I remember walking out, but some women were coming in as I was walking out. <laughs> and I just went, well, yeah, OK, and quickly you know, walked away. 
when I look at the Christmas story and what poor Joseph and Mary went through, like seriously, I, I, I think perhaps, you know, conversations would have ensued with friends or family or people looking, oh, you know, so what, how long you guys been married? Well, you know, we're not. And she's showing now. And, and this is complicated. And, and I think perhaps his uh, alibi or maybe his response would be, well, you know, it is, but it isn't. And I think there's a lot in life where we would answer somewhat like that. It, 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 it's complicated, but it's not. Or it, this is simple, but there's another story behind it. And I want to read in um, Matthew chapter 1, part of the Christmas story, because the birth of Jesus is unique, just to say the least. And Joseph, it's complicated, man, for you. Your life is about to get really complicated. And Mary, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, listen to this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as is follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then G Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Can you imagine what's going through his mind? Not only does he not want to embarrass her, but I'm sure he's thinking a little bit about himself and his reputation as well. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now this guy would seriously need some serious reassurance from, from God. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, which means Savior or salvation, or God saves. For, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Sometimes it's hard to describe something that is so unique that there's just not words to describe it. It's kind of like this, but it's not. I remember I was preaching in the Amazon once, the, the Brazilian Amazon, and they gave me this, this fruit. I'm going to give you the pronunciation of it uh, because it's um, quite unusual. Um, it's pronounced this way, um, kupuasu. It's spelled C-U-P-U-A-C-U-C, -C, but pronounced kupuasu. And it grows in the Amazon basin. And it was like no other fruit that I'd ever had. It was kind of like an elongated looking kiwi kind of looking fruit, like a fairly big thing. And it kind of tasted like a pineapple, but it didn't. And it kind of tasted like a pear. pear. It had like a consistency, but it didn't. But what it did taste like, seriously, was chocolate. And, uh, but it wasn't like a dark, deep, rich chocolate, but it was a chocolatey kind of flavor. And it 
it, uh, I found out later it, it came from the same plant family as the cacao or cocoa or whatever you pronounce the whole thing. Kupu asu. It's like this, but it's not. It is, but it isn't. And that's the way I look at the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. How complicated could it be? Think about this for a moment, but how complicated could it be for a virgin to give birth to a child? Oh, that's so simple. It's kind of like, well, never happened before and never will happen ever again. How complicated could it be for God to become 100% humanity and still be 100% divinity? It is, but it isn't. Never happened, never will uh, again. How complicated could it be for a wicked king named Herod to be so angry and so obsessed with killing this child that he has every boy under the age of two executed in that whole region? How complicated could it be that angels have to come and, and, and shepherds are looking for this child? How complicated could it be? It's, it's like this. It's, it's complicated and yet, there's a simple side to this whole thing as well. My conclusion is this. Leave complicated to God. I don't know what you're facing right now with your situation. And of course, you know, uh, I get tired of talking, of hearing about, you know, what we're in right at the moment. Not, not even going to mention uh, the C word there. Uh, it's so complicated, this world right now, trying to make travel plans, and are we going to be able to do this? Are we not going to be able to do that? We're, you know, our son's flying in, hopefully, from uh, Los Angeles in a couple of days, and it's like, please let it happen. He's flying into Sydney, because we had some sense to get him into that one, and not Brisbane, and, uh, but, but how complicated is life right now? And yet, there's a simplicity about it, if you trust God. There's a simplicity right now in your world, but you have to find it. It is, but it isn't. I think about 700 years ago, there were prophecies that were spoken up. In fact, there's over 300 Bible prophecies about Jesus. Most of those were written hundreds of years and even millennia or two years before he was ever born. 300 or, or more Bible prophecies about Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, his rule, his reign, the fact that he's coming again. The odds, I was just reading this, the odds of just eight of these prophecies being fulfilled out of the 300, get this, are 10 to the 17th power. Now that doesn't mean much, except it's this. That's one in 100,000 trillion. Of just eight of those come into pass. A trillion is a thousand billion. For 48 of these prophecies to be fulfilled is 10 to the 157th power. That's, that's 157 zeros after 10. For all 300 to be fulfilled, the odds are the same as filling up the state of Queensland, which is like about the size of Texas if you're listening from the states, filling it up with 20 cent pieces a meter deep, putting a mark on one of those, and sending someone in blindfolded to find it. This is one unique kid. 
This is one complicated set of circumstances that only God could do something like that. Only God could orchestrate 300 prophecies, most of which have been fulfilled already just in the birth and the life of Jesus Christ. It is, but it isn't. Bethlehem, a manger, shepherds, a star. See, believing in God is easy, but it isn't. I don't know if you've ever uh, experienced that or not. Finding and following Jesus is easy, but it isn't. God is complex, yet he isn't. He is, but he isn't. Soon after I became a Christian or following Jesus, we'd say, getting saved, I was introduced to a whole lot of complicated things that we would just call religion. And yet some of those truths were so profound that I really did need to understand them. Things like salvation through grace, things like what he did on the cross at Calvary, things like his blood being shed for the remission uh, of your sins. And, and then I, I can remember with uh, kind of like the eyes would have been as big as, you know, Buick hubcaps, like looking and listening to some of the older saints in a Bible study talking about the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, blood sacrifices and innocent lamb, Jesus going to the cross. And I remember like, what have I got myself into here? This is crazy. Like, what are they talking about? They're, they were doing a Bible study through the book of Hebrews. And, and I'm like, lambs getting slain, sacrifices. Wow, <laughs> this is like, this is complicated and insane. And I remember the truths of healing, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember one after another, righteousness, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, all of these truths. But I began to get lost in truths. And I realized something. But so many times we can be following truths, plural, that we quit following the truth, singular. I like this Christmas account here because the wise men were following a star, but they were looking for a baby. When they found him, they discovered the simplicity of the whole thing. I don't know where you're at this morning, Christmas time, this whole season. And like I said, your life just might be so complicated. And it might look to you that the message that we have about Jesus Christ in this account is so complicated and, and following him is so complex and there's so much to it and there's so many different truths and, and, and religious people love to argue and camp on these truths and, and debate these truths. But I want to just challenge all of us. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Inhale. Exhale. And realize this is simple. It's really, really simple. See, to love someone, you can't stand on the other side of the street yelling truths at them. To truly love somebody, you can't even love them, really, from a distance. To truly love someone, and this is what God did, 
to truly love someone, you've got to get within close proximity of their life. You can't just love from a distance and say that you love, I love you from a distance and yell shame at them and yell about what they should be doing and just yell truths at them that they're not measuring up to this truth or that truth. To truly love someone, what God did, he didn't, he didn't shame you by listing all your faults and everything that's wrong with you. He didn't, he didn't stand on a, 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 another side of the street from humanity. What God did is he got real close, so close in fact that it says that his name shall be called Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. And he even went a step further. He became God in us. So that he could understand what it means to be a human being. That God became a man. That's an incredible mystery. The mystery of, of Christ and godliness, it's profound. It's, it's very complex, and yet it is. But it isn't. And I want to encourage all of us this Christmas season, don't complicate the truth. The truth is walking in a person. Your enemy would try to get you distracted on all these truths. In fact, it says that he disguises himself as an angel of light, or we could put it this way, the word angel could be translated messenger. A messenger of truths, plural to confuse you with religion and everything else and take the Christmas story and everything that we can unpack about the love of God and just spread it out there and confuse everybody. I encourage you, come back to the simplicity. For God so loved the world, and that's you, that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, not all these truths, plural, but whoever believes in the simplicity of a little child would have everlasting life. That's the simplicity of the whole Christmas story wrapped in one. It's not unwrapping this truth and that truth and over here and debating and arguing and God stood there and shouted it. Uh, at people and humanity and, and he loved them so much that he condemned everybody and shamed everybody and shouted at everybody. No, he loved us so much that he shared our pain. In fact, he stood in for you. He took your place. It's so simple. It is. But it isn't. Let's just get back it is this Christmas. It's so simple. It's so simple. And leave complicated to God. Amen? Yeah. That's where I want to leave it this morning. Not building on one truth after another. and Just getting back to the essentials that God became a man. If we could focus on Him, we'd have everlasting life. The scripture says this. It says, no one can lay any other foundation other than what already is laid, and that is Jesus Christ. He's the only foundation, Scripture says. It's easy just to build on all these things. I remember once in, uh, I was preaching in Sydney when I was traveling and used to travel and preach. And I was staying with uh, a young guy named Brett Taylor. Don't know what happened to Brett, but Brett would play his guitar and lead people in worship, and then I would give the message, and we traveled all, all over uh, Australia together, and mainly by car. 
And uh, we were back at Manly at Brett's place. And I saw these two people coming. They were door knocking religious people. <laughs> and I thought, oh, here they come. And uh, I thought, I better get to the door and take care of this because I've been to Bible college. I'm, I've been a Christian way longer. Brett was a new Christian. And uh, it was like God arrested me and said, now you sit down and let Brett answer the door. I'm like, but, but Brett doesn't know the arguments. He doesn't know how to, you know, put these people down and put them in their places. They're going to try to confuse poor Brett. And uh, it's like, no, sit down and learn. What could I learn from a new Christian? So I sat there and I said, Brett, you can get the door. He answered the door. And they were peddling fear, which is what they peddle. Religion just peddles fear. Are you, can you believe all these world events? And there were world events then. There's world events now. You know, trying to get fear mongering going. And I'm listening to Brett. And then I thought, oh, Brett, I got the, I got the perfect argument for that one. It's like God says, just sit down and shut up. And all Brett said, over and over again, Jesus loves you. <laughs> they were gobstruck. Every argument. Yeah, but, but what about? Jesus loves you so much. <laughs> he didn't know all the theology. He didn't know all the truths. He just knew one thing. Jesus loves Brett, and Jesus loves you, you two people from that religion. If you don't know one other thing this morning, I think pretty well everything we sang would lift up that one name of that person that was so vulnerable that he came into this world as a baby that would have confused everybody, his parents, religious people. But one thing isn't confusing, and that's the love of God, that God loved you so much that he became so vulnerable. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He's a counselor because he understands everything you're going through. He knows what rejection is. If you're here and you're going through rejection and people perhaps have rejected you, he knows what that's like to be ashamed and, and to die a, a terrible death of rejection on the cross with hurls of, of, of abuse hurled at him. He knows what it's like to get angry. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. He knows what it's like to have people that don't understand him to be misunderstood. He knows what it's like to be lonely. He knows what it's like to laugh. He knows what it's like to cry. Because God so loved us, Emmanuel, he became one of us. And I want to encourage you, I'm going to pray for you, and whoever you are, whatever life throws at you and whatever you're facing right now this Christmas season, I really want to encourage you 
So just reach out to him in your own way this morning. I'm, I'm going to pray a simple prayer for you to be able to ask him into your heart. And I'd like our worship team to come back up. Thanks. But I really want to encourage you to reach out in the simplicity of the gospel message. Oh, it's complex, but it isn't. Let's focus on what isn't this morning complex, what isn't in the too hard basket. Let's just look at what he did and appropriate that personally into our lives. His name for you is Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Counselor, Prince of Peace. If you're lacking peace, you're lacking understanding, you don't know where you're going, it's okay. Because I believe right now, the one that offers all of that, he's in the room right now. And he's here just for you. It's no surprise that you showed up during this Christmas service. Perhaps you're invited by a friend. Maybe you didn't want to come to this this morning. It's like, oh, I'm not religious. The, the roof will cave in if I show up at church. Well, the roof didn't cave in. And we're not religious either. We just know what God did for us is amazing. It's wonderful. The Prince of Peace wants to give you his peace this morning. And all the rest of it, the complicated bit, leave it to God. Don't worry. Simplicity is this. God so loved you that whoever would call upon his name would be saved from everything that would be against you. So perhaps you'd like to close your eyes and bow your head right now. It'd be my pleasure to lead you in this prayer. This is not a formula. This is not scripted. It doesn't go the same way every time that we pray. But I'm going to make it easy if you'd like to repeat after me and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart God will cleanse you and help you by making you totally new from the inside out. So amazing. He's knocking at your door right now. He's saying, I, I stand at the door and knock. Would you open up the door of your heart right now and let me in? So let's just pray together as a church. If you're new to all of this, it's okay. Welcome. I get it. I was new one time myself. It's not complicated. So pray this after me. Dear God, I thank you for sending your son. I call upon him. Jesus, I open my heart. Come in. I want to know you. I want to follow you, and I'd like your peace this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.